Ah, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast for the people, by some people, with your hosts Thorn and Fist. Yo, 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 what it is, ballers? This show is going to be like no other. We have four Journey to and Girl rap battle submissions to share. Word! And a fantastic interview with esportscaster Neptune, winner of Hearthstone's So You Think You Can Cast. And Thorn is in Las Vegas. What? what a weird show. It's really, really weird. So stay tuned for that interview uh, coming up. Um, if you are at all interested in esports and working in esports and even or especially being a caster you need to hear this stuff like this he's got tips 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 and uh stay tuned for the rap battle at the end of the show trust us you do not want to miss this oh no it's it's really really something we have some very creative people in our community they're amazing yeah so let's get down to it and let's let's let's, let's go LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse. So this past Thursday, uh, there was a Q&A. Who's in it? Not Ian, but Brian Holinka and Jeremy McIntyre were there talking about PvP. Hey, you like PvP. <laughs> Apparently I do. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you like PvP. Yeah, suddenly, like, well, it was kind of funny because, like, I was, I always look forward to World of Warcraft updates and Blizzard updates, um, but up until now, PvP stuff, you know, didn't really excite me because I knew that I probably wouldn't understand most of it uh, or necessarily care enough to apply it anyway. But this time, I was like, awesome, I'm going to know what they're talking about. This is going to be awesome. Um, but then, you know, they started talking and it was all, a lot of it was just, uh, having to do with rated, uh, BGs and things like that. And, uh, I don't do that. So it was kind of a letdown for me just because I, I talk a big talk when it comes to PVP, but I am nowhere near a good PVPer. Like I, I've just barely scratched the surface and I will be the first to admit that. Hate this. Yeah. You should find a group for rated battlegrounds. I should. But it's really hard. But that's like your next step, isn't it? I guess. I guess it is. You know, it's funny. Um, we are on a PvP server, and it's like ridiculously hard to find people to PvP with. Like, what? That's crazy. why? 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like we should start uh, recruiting for that in Blood of the Scribe uh, on Boulderfist US. On Boulderfist US, Blood of the Scribe. It's it's a good time. We need a tagline for for uh, our guild. Like, Blood of the Scribe, it's a good time. Blood of the Scribe, stay up until 6 a.m. and curse voice and talk about what sandwich you'd like to fuck. <laughs> For real, though, if that sounds good to you. Sylph. Yeah, the sylph. Um, but anyway, uh, continuing, um, the one thing that I found really cool and easily understandable was uh, that PvP mounts will not be character specific. They'll be like account wide from now on. Uh, not the gladiator mounts, but all of the other PvP mounts will be account wide from now on. Such uh, as your armored unicorn. Yes, yeah, such as my uh, my unicorn mount. So I'm kind of I'm stoked about that. The only uh, negative feedback I've seen about the 
the unicorn mounts was that uh, people got discouraged from putting in all of the effort it takes to prestige four times because this this mount is only going to be available to one character and that's not cool for some people for me who you know only plays one character ever that's fine but i can see that you know this is going to be a cool thing so yeah i thought thought that was interesting yeah but you i mean and you play a decent amount so seeing how long it takes times however many characters would be crazy yeah definitely i don't i don't want to go through everything tldr um there's going to be a lot of really great changes in 7.2. Uh, like leveling through PvP will apparently be more fun in 7.2. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know how, but um, th- oh my god, uh, BG quests? Maybe that would be interesting. Like suddenly, some of the NPCs within battlegrounds are active and have a quest for you. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. That would be hilarious. Let, let me just muse for a moment. So you get into like All Track Valley, and uh-huh. it's like. Um, it's like spend a minimum of five whole minutes within this battleground fighting in the middle away from any point of interest. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, like stupid quests that are like actually kind of detrimental to the whole thing. But yeah. you have <gasps> oh to my do God. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay. So let's just pick one, uh, like a flag map, like, uh, Warsong Gulch. So okay. you've, you've got an NPC in your spawn room and you have to protect that NPC like you would in a quest, but that NPC is RP walking like they do in quests. Oh God. And you have to walk your very vulnerable NPC as a group from your spawn room to the flag for some reason. Oh God. Oh, I don't, I already don't like that. (laughs) It sounds awesome. It's not a real thing. I'm just, I'm just thinking. There was one point in the Q&A where um, Holinka bonked the mic. (laughs) And Laura's like, don't touch the microphone. (laughs) And Holinka's like, this is going to be a meme. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't seen one yet, but if anybody would like to make that, I would appreciate it. Hey, well, you had some some interaction with the show, though. I did. With the Q&A. I I took a photo of the Q&A through Snapchat with the basic bitch dog face filters <laughs> and uh i stuck it up on twitter just to remind people that it was happening and like as soon as brian holinka was done q ing he commented on it and it was no caps just dear god period <laughs> so i think i done good <laughs> so good yeah so um after he left and- they were really cute, by the way. They are adorable as little they, fucking doggos. Uh, yeah, they should they should maybe check out some doggy cosplay. I'm just gonna say, yeah, just gonna say it. Heck, that would that would do me a happy. Bork. Bork indeed. Um, so after <laughs> uh, Doggo Halinka uh, left, um, Jeremy McIntyre, the head of Wow Esports program, came in and. Uh, He's talking about the 2017 Arena World Championship, and he's fucking hype about it. Laura's hype about it. It's bigger than ever. More venues, more cups, more open qualifiers. They're removing uh, rating requirements, increasing the number of cups, bringing more teams to finals. It's it's fucking hype. That's awesome. It's hype. So um, there's a video. Um, The sound didn't work during the the Q&A, but, you know. But there's a video and a blog post about this in particular that we're going to have in the show notes for you guys if you're interested. I'm super stoked about it. 
And uh, there's a uh, there's a really nice write up of everything that they talked about in the Q and A in general on Wowhead. They always do a really nice roundup of that too. So if you're interested, um, the we've got the links to the write ups, and we'll also have the link to the actual video so you can watch it. But it is quite long, like it's more than an hour. Holy hell! Yeah. And uh, so last week um, on the PTR. Wait, wait, wait! Can I? I need to insert something here. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting. I apologize for interrupting. Please don't gank me. <laughs> I just want to take a step back for a moment and appreciate the fact that we live in a world and a time that there is somebody who is the head of the WoW esports program. You know what? You're absolutely right. How wonderful is that? That is all all our fellow dorks out there and let me say even more so our our dork predecessors including people who would be absolute best buds and have everything in common with the founders of blizzard generations of dorks that have come before us and upon which we've built this bounty they're all to thank for this they um have you know all grew up with dreaming of the same sorts of things how many times did you sit there playing a game you had to go to bed because it's school night or whatever. You had to turn it off because it's time for homework. And you thought, why Why can't I just... Or, or fuck that. Why, how many times have you done this and you had to stop playing your video game and go to bed because you have to work in the morning? Yeah. Fuck work. But you know what? Now we live in a world where you can do that for a living. Yeah. And I'm pissed off that it didn't start sooner. Yeah. Why in the and- hell did I go to college for theater? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, no, wait, but why did you go to college with you? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to appreciate the fact yeah, that this is absolutely it's a right. burgeoning thing. It's a it's a dream come true. Um, so much so that I'm, like, sometimes jealous of some of the esports stars because some of them then go on to retire after a year or two. The word retire is something that they've done in their lives as a as a 21 year old 22 sometimes like a 19 year old like they're people who can't even drink yet and they're retiring from the esports scene because they're over it you sound just really salty that you're not good enough to be an esports player did i did i hit a nerve i'm only salty at my own skill level i'm just jealous of them i'll say it all right i'm jealous of them sometimes just just once in a while and the reason is that I look back on myself in the early 20s and think of the things that I was too young to appreciate, that they were awesome, that they were amazing opportunities, or that they were cool things that were happening in my life that I didn't recognize and hold on to. Um, and I, you know, I, so I see some of these guys like re- retiring from esports or whatever, and you, you know, you don't know their situation. They, they, they all have good reasons for it. Whatever their reasons for, all good reasons. Because that's yeah, I'm that's just their hearing, lives. I'm just hearing excuses. Absolutely, they're Get absolutely excuses. They're absolutely excuses. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just happy that we live in a world where that's even a, an issue. Where I'm even I'm even thinking about that because it exists now, and that's spectacular. Yeah, it it really is. Like it really really is. I'm just what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. And uh, speaking of that, um, on the PTR last week. Um, Dalaran was opened up to massive PvP oh, NPCs Lord. and people alike. And of course, everybody went after Nami. <laughs> That's all they wanted. That's all they wanted. They, they were out for blood. 
And Blizz was ready for that quite really? wisely. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he turned into a boss. That's amazing. Yeah. A friggin' I did not hear Fire about Lord this. boss. And it was kind of amazing. It, uh, Zorbix and Celestalon was there. Were there? Um, Zorbix was a flying turnip. <laughs> Celestalon was a sparkle dragon with a Pokeball constellation. <laughs> yes. Um, Nami was the boss, and uh, it took everybody ages to get him down because of lag, obviously. <laughs> um, famous um, NPCs kept spawning, like Hogger, Fell Reavers, uh, Whale Sharks, Reavers, what? Iron Reaver. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds like a broken level of something. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have WoW PTR because I just never have. I just, I don't like spoilers, but I wish that I'd had it for that, you know? That yeah, just seriously. Sounds, the, the photos are incredible. We'll have the link to the, the WoWhead roundup on that. They've got some really great um, player screenshots. But just like... I this this kind of stuff and I know I say this all the time but like it's this kind of stuff that makes Blizzard the best gaming company ever. You know? Like it's, Absolutely. it's just they they let us in on so much stuff and like the amount of cheek that they give us and the inside jokes and the community togetherness and you know like the 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 pop culture within the game just bringing that up too. It's just it's so wonderful and fun and inclusive and i know i'm making something sappy out of something that was really badass but it's just i can't help it God no, I get it. <laughs> it's awesome yeah so definitely check out and there's a video just just if if uh if anybody if listening was taking part in that please send us an email or a tweet and let us know how it was firsthand because i'm very curious i'd love to hear it totally it's Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, so this is really important. We have two, kind of three, very important uh, bits of news. Um, one is important okay, in the world, to the world. Of Warcraft? No, just, well, yeah, but, you know, the world. Okay. Um, it's it's important on a basic human level, and the other piece of news is very important on a lagging balls level. Okay. So, which one do you think I should read first? Well, the the globally important to the world one. Okay. So, a few episodes ago, we said that um, uh, Overwatch won the Dice Awards Best uh, Video Game of the Year, or something like that. Right. Right. Um, and Jeff Kaplan was actually the keynote speaker at the, the, the Dice Summit thingy. And, uh, he, Jeff from the Overwatch team? Jeff from the Overwatch team. Wrestle with Jeff, prepare for death! <laughs> um, so he had this amazing speech about how diversity was not the thing that they were intending to promote with Overwatch. It was inclusivity and open-mindedness and... He he just he he gives this really great speech about how diversity is something that's real and normal. That's what the game is because the game is based upon Earth and reality in the future. So I think I think the point is is that Overwatch is always praised for diversity, but what they were actually going for is you know realism and inclusivity and and open mindedness about 
anyway, it's just a really great video to watch. So we'll have the, the link to that. And uh, that leads me to my next point. Um, we found out this week that Symmetra is actually on the uh, autism spectrum. And that was confirmed wow. by Jeff himself in a really cool, like, personal letter sent to a fan who asked him if uh, that was true. Um, do you remember um, the uh, digital comic about Symmetra that came out months and months and months ago? Yeah, yeah, totally. She mentioned something about being on a spectrum. And some people, you know, picked up on that and were wondering if Symmetra's character was intended to be autistic. And uh, Jeff confirmed it. Wow. Yeah, so that's just, it's so cool. I don't know what to say about it, you know? Like, I... They've they've figured out how to to include almost everybody, if not everyone. Like you can look at these heroes and figure out like or see parts of yourself in them, you know? Yeah. And that's hard to do with creating characters. It's also really hard to like include all of these different kinds of people with all of their different kinds of issues and what have you, but also make that something cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And Overwatch is cool. Like it 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 never mind Overwatch being a fantastic game and game of the year across the board. They've made it cool. And that really, really counts because most of the people playing Overwatch, if I'm not mistaken, are younger people who are impressionable. I and have a, a a piece of proof of that. Do you? I do. Wearing my Overwatch backpack around on this trip to Vegas for work, the very first person who stopped me and asked me if I played Overwatch, 14-year-old kid in the security line in the airport. <laughs> That's awesome. I know he was 14 because the security guard had just asked him his age before waving him through the magnetic thing. Mm -hmm. And it was immediately after that that he asked me when he saw my backpack. That's awesome. So that's the that's the crowd to it. Well, that to everybody listening to here to us to people even older it's like it's across every every piece of of gamers and culture they're they're touching upon everything yeah i'm so proud that this is ah you know what we, we always do this we always get off on the on the the fanboy fangirling i know we should, we should move on it's awesome that they did this on. it's cool that they added this yeah to, check, this check was a part of Jeff's it keynote it's so speech. cool it's awesome. check it out um so Onto the, the the news that affects us personally here in Lagging Ball's laboratory. Tell me. Uh, people are making custom erotic RP rooms in Overwatch. What? What? Yes. Yeah. So go into Overwatch, press uh, play, click arcade. On the right side of your screen will be uh, like search custom games. Search for words like RP eighteen plus. Um, uh, other words like that, <laughs> or you can make your own. Um, so, uh, for science, I went ahead <laughs> and tried one. I went into one, I think it was called like sexy RP, no kill, 18 plus, uh, Symmetra daddy, something, something like that. <laughs> So I went in. How, how could you resist? I mean, I mean, right. So I went right in, and uh, we were defending the second point on Hanamura, and I was Bastion, and because you know, Bastion, <laughs> and uh, 
I walked in and got alted by Hanzo twice. <laughs> and then we lost. So, I, wait, wait. There's something to win or lose? I don't. I, I guess. I don't know what was happening. I went oh. in expecting sexy times and, you know, got completely uh, tilted immediately. Oh, oh, so when you say you got ulted by Hanzo, he actually used his ult to kill your character in the. Yeah, he oh. killed me. He killed me. I see. I thought that was a code for something. No, that's not a metaphor. So last <laughs> night, um, I decided to try again. I made my own room. Really? Yes. I called it um, RP 18 plus adult. And I I made I made it live. And I, I, I made it so you could choose any character. Um, and I think I, I put it in skirmish mode. And as soon as I made it, as soon as I fucking went live with that room, somebody joined. And he was ready to go. <laughs> He's like, okay, is this... Like, what is this? Is this, like, like Harry Potter RP? Who am I? Am I going to be Malfoy? Are you Neville? Like, what, what's happening? So I'm on my Bastion, and I'm Neville, and he's Malfoy. Um, then I make the mistake of pressing my push-to-talk key because I was still in comms, and I'm really smart. So my comms push-to-talk and my Overwatch push-to-talk is the same button. Oh, no. So he finds out I'm a girl, which changes, not changes, ruins everything. So, um, So graciously, um, a bunch of my BFFs from the guild pop into my room with me. And they're, you know, uh, Selvian, our, uh, our raid lead, even changed his Widowmaker skin to something more sexy <laughs> for the occasion. Um, and so they went into to voice comms as well. And so once I had kind of like my dudes surrounding me um you know we we kind of moved past the whole like oh you're a girl let's you know so uh the enemy team joined and we basically walked up to each other and did a bunch of emotes and stuff and like random people would shoot at you um there was like a diva i I don't know so like it's just we didn't know what to do then my guild left um thanks guys so it was me and the other guy. Um, a bunch of other people joined our team, including what sounded like to be two 13-year-old boys who hilariously thought screaming, like shrieking into the mic was hot. So it was just like, ah, 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 um, over and over and over. And um, then the enemy team just started like shooting us. And it's just, it just... It went to shit, Thorn. It just didn't work. <laughs> it is not what I expected. It was it was awful. It was not like Moonguard. It like my <laughs> my bastion did not see any action last night and I'm just I I I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't Listen, know how to do it. Give the community time. We can build on this. Guys, please just help. Please give us tips. Please email me. I don't know. I don't know how. Please maybe, just help. Maybe we need to have a lagging balls um, private server and invite our listeners in, and maybe maybe we figure out the rules of su- such a thing together. Hey, if you want to do that, that's that's cool. Listen, the kinds of people who bother to listen to our drivel are exactly the minds we need for this. <laughs> anyway, I 
I'm not going to give up. Um, I just, I need to do a little more research. I think I would love to join a, a, a room that's already going so I can get the hang of it. Um, but this, this, I'm, I'm declaring this an ongoing experiment on this podcast and I will keep everyone updated. I promise. Okay, Nibble. Thanks. <laughs> I feel icky. And now it's time for some Hearthstone news. Here's your hosts, Gary and Thorn, and uh, what a rush. Feast. We'd like to welcome our guest on this week's LB podcast, Neptune. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, welcome, and congratulations. We heard about the Hearthstone So You Think You Can Cast competition. Congrats on winning a spot with Hearthstone. That's so cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm super lucky, super, super blessed. Uh, I, I, it, was, it was awesome because, um, you know, I'd always been a fan of the game. And, uh, I, you know, I saw the opportunity and me and my co-caster, Justin, uh, we just kind of jumped at the opportunity and we, we just kind of said, let's do it. Why not? You nailed it. <laughs> uh the funny story is the first time we tried it we actually did um <laughs> uh, we actually um we we saw the footage and we uh we we're like this is really cool okay um when's the when do we have to have a bite yep all right we're not gonna do anything we're gonna we're gonna go on winter break and uh we were just busy with work and, and the rest of the stuff and i mean we, we saw the footage from time to time we kind of thought about it a little bit and the first time we tried doing it uh we were we we were so used to casting smash which is like super different tempo super different pace and um you know we jumped into casting hearthstone and it was that weird moment where we ca- tried casting at his place and we walked away from that night like wow this is really weird <laughs> we this is not what we're used to this is <laughs> very strange and um you know we kind of left away walked away from that night and we're both very much perfectionists and we're like let's just let's sleep on it let's tackle it tomorrow we we kind of like we we didn't feel like we performed that great and then we came back the next day and um you know we we had dinner we kind of talked a little bit and we we went to it and we're like all right first take we're totally gonna do this we're gonna nail it and um but in my head i wasn't thinking that we we're gonna nail it and uh well we nailed it <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so yeah it was fun it was all, i had a lot of fun doing it um i loved i love hearthstone uh so oh, yeah. it's a great heart opportunity for us and super, super lucky to do it. Would you tell our listeners what the competition was like and, and, and what this means for you? Yeah. So um, there's uh, pretty much the competition came out and uh, Blizzard was looking for casters and uh, they were looking specifically for people to cast for TESPA, I believe. They're, they're like collegiate side of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they were looking for guys and they had an open casting call and um, means that. Um, they're going to have us come out for one of their competitions. All the details are still under wraps and all that, so I can't talk about all the specifics at this moment. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) Justin, uh, sorry, JV, my co-caster, and myself, uh, with two other pairings, uh, will be going out uh, for that event and uh, casting some Hearthstone games. Uh, And I'm, I'm just super pumped to be able to work with the Blizzard staff uh, especially because I, I look at their casting team and their production value, and I, I think it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Everything Blizzard does is top-notch. It's gold, <laughs> baby. It really is in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and I, I think that uh, they're starting to really um, see see how much they can invest in into esports in particular and, and see how where it's going to go, especially with Overwatch. Um, Overwatch League has me very excited, especially oh, yeah, because I feel too. like 
they've looked at all the other uh, esports, you know, looked at Riot, looked at all the, uh, looked at Dota and Valve and, um, you know, how each one of them kind of runs their esports uh, divisions and, and, or lack thereof with the laissez-faire kind of method yeah. that Valve uses and says, all right, we've learned from the rest of these guys. Let's, let's do our own thing. So I'm, I'm very excited to see Blizzard step up to the plate. Oh, yeah. So look, uh, um, we brought you on specifically to talk about casting. You clearly have a background in it. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. So you could, if you could fill our listeners in on a little bit of that, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah. So um, I am someone who kind of grew up uh, playing fighting games for a, a long time. I think my first uh, fighting game, that, the first fighting game that really like captivated me was uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. And there's something yes. about that intro man where it's like <laughs> hell yes real like doing the pose and then you see the cloth bouncing and then you see the yes. thunder in the background and the shadows and you hear the music and and then he just hits you with the hadoken and you just like you lose your mind it's amazing <laughs> that's one of the um, best intros in gaming ever yes i i mean and uh, i mean obviously for me i'm biased because that's like shaped the rest of my life um, yeah of course <laughs> but um, you know, as someone that grew up in arcades, um, that that was my jam, dude. I, I absolutely loved fighting games, and I grew up playing, you know, all the Street Fighters, all the Alphas, the Tekkens, um, the Virtual Fighters, the Soul Calibers. Uh, I mean, you name it. I, I mean, in college, um, I was going to school originally uh, to learn to program, and specifically, I just wanted to make fighting games, and I made it my objective to go out and play all the obscure, random garbage that existed out there, or... Fine. I, I, I mean, it was great. Um, but um, throughout that point, I, I fell in love with... I, I found a, a game called Melee and fell in love with it, and, uh, you know, I, I fell in love with all these platform fighters and whatnot, too, and... Um, but it, it was always Street Fighter for me. It always came back to like Marvel, Street Fighter, all those games. And uh, in um, towards, so after college, um, I was kind of doing my own thing. I was working in IT. I was pretty much the guy that would go to work, come home, play fighting games. But I was decent enough to where I would stream and I would just talk over my matches. I wasn't anybody like crazy about it, but. I was definitely inspired to want to try this at some point um, through like multiple figures in in fighting games. So uh, one of my first experiences was listening to a Japanese caster named Nuki. Um, and it sounds strange, right? Because you're thinking like, oh man, caster, that you think that the language helps. But it's like, I, I could listen to Nuki casting a game called Third Strike and just be completely captivated he spoke a completely different language than me but from his inflections from his pauses from his use of the air and his control i i felt like i understood exactly what was going on and what wow. was so important <laughs> and i it's it's crazy to me when you listen to something like that i was like that's so sick i i wish i could do that <laughs> I, I probably can't do that and I, I i of course i just looked at him in awe and i just you know admiration but um, then I would kind of pay attention to all of the uh, the fighting game streams that were going on in the U.S. And, and you know, during my post-college days, that's all I would do at work was watch streams. And uh, you know, I would see guys like Yipes. Um, Yipes is a old Marvel 2 caster who would originally uh, kind of coin the phrase of like mango sentinel or hit him with the cha-cha. Like the, the <laughs> stupidest, but the most... 
colorful phrases that that really just I mean they got you pumped up you you felt like you know like oh man this this feels like awesome this, like I wish I could do that and I, I would hear him and hear all the, the crazy stuff he was saying and you know he would be the guy that I would always want to see and I'd appreciate him and by the way my yipes has also evolved over the years past just the memes into a phenomenal well-rounded caster i think he's one of the best casters in in the u.s right now but um as far as fighting games go and then you know i'd see other guys for maybe the big top eights at the big nationals and i'd see james chen and ultra david and at evo i would see seth killian and it's like these are the guys that look esports these guys were were so impactful for me and i remember seeing all these guys and thinking to myself, like, God, they're amazing. Like, they all bring something unique and, and beautiful and different and, and charismatic. And just, oh, my God, just all, all of them were so impactful for me growing up. Where it's like, these guys were my heroes. And in my head, I was like, I, I could never do that. So, I you know, I would stream and I would talk and I would have fun, you know, casting matches. I'd be good enough to where I would have the mic open for the uh, stream to hear, but also the guy on the other end that was listening to me here. And I would be good enough to where I would call out what I was about to do and still hit them with it. Or I would call what they're going to do three moves in advance and still hit them with it. I, I got hit with a lot of rage quits. It was great. But I, I've always been known in my circle of friends as that kind of weird fighting game guy. And it was always kind of odd for me growing up because I never really related to someone um, to that like really crazy level. Like, you know, it, it, it just it never really clicked with me. I always felt like the odd one out. And regardless, I, I still had a close group of friends and they kind of pulled me out of the house one day. and They're like, we're going to a party. There's someone you have to meet like blind date style. And um, I did not anticipate really anything because they had tried this a couple times and I was never really into it and um, they take me to this party where Smash 4 for the handhelds had just released and uh, I come across this guy who's leaving to go back to his house uh, which was right next door to the party and they're like hey Justin stop this is the guy I wanted you to meet and um, I thought nothing of it he was another Pakistani Indian looking guy who was like a, a like bro like me I was like oh that, that's cool what's good man and uh you know just nice guy and we're like hey so uh, you want to play games I was like yeah sure we we go upstairs he bodies me in 64 which is his game I've never <laughs> played the game before and um we kind of just talk generally and it's like the deep existential talks of like what fighting games mean to us and we hit every single nail on the head and um it was, the, it was it was great and i kind of had so that beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was it's crazy because i mean fighting games mean so much to both of us they really shaped our our personalities our characters and um they kind of defined us in a lot of ways and because it was so niche i mean it's not something that you commonly meet with somebody and it's even more niche that sometimes you find somebody who can body you like really badly um so we uh we kind of talked but it was it wasn't like super like hey let's you know let's you know let's connect whatever like he's a business guy so we're like okay cool nice meeting but i don't really expect much and i was like this was really cool but i didn't anticipate getting getting, hearing anything back from him and um he calls me back about a week later and he's like hey 
so I remember you were talking about like this streaming thing that you do. You want to like do a stream together? I was like, yeah, sure. Come over. We'll play. And um, we kind of had this wild idea of like, why don't we just go cast together? And he's like, I, I kind of had that moment of, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be good enough. Like, I, I remember having that moment of hesitation and thinking to myself, like, I, I don't think I'm like at that level of James Chen. I don't think I'm at that level of Ultra David. I don't think I'm Seth Gillian. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm anybody like at that level. Why would I? Why would people even want to listen to me? And um, I remember that I think I just had that moment of like, whatever, let's just do it. And um, we go cast our first event, and it was a weekly that was down the street. We called the guys beforehand. We said, hey, is it cool if we come on and do some commentary? They said, yeah, just, you know, dress accordingly. And me being me, I, I was the idiot that overprepared and showed up in a collar and tie at a weekly, which was <laughs> way overdressed. This is like, that was ridiculous. Um, but we, we showed up, we casted, and... I remember one of those we casted for it was Project M and it was it was crazy. We we didn't know anything about the game, we didn't know anything about the players, we just knew that we wanted to come and we wanted to have a good time and get hype and get people energized and just have fun. And uh, you know, we we understood neutral, we understood footsies and concepts of traditional fighting games, and then we applied it to to Smash, but um you know, we weren't anything that good like i can go back and listen to my like original cast and I'll, i want to throw myself out of the window it's oh, terrible yeah, never do that never do that <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard our first episode like <laughs> dude it's it's the worst especially after you go back after a long time granted yeah. i listened to what i did three months ago and think it's trash but i'm, I'm that much of a perfectionist <laughs> but uh like when i when i go back and think of it to myself i was like there's nothing there in terms of of the content but the chemistry that we had was stupid if this was a guy that I had known less than a month and I was jiving with him so well that people were convinced that we had known each other for like years. Like we went to high school together. Well, um, clearly you're soulmates. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> we're still together today. But uh, um, Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of go through that and the, the tournament organizers, tournament locator, um, specifically uh, Billy, he goes by Bwet and... Um, sean and or infinity as he goes by those guys are they're og in the scene and um they've since you know left the organization but i mean they saw something in us and i remember being in my car hearing them you know call us and be like hey do you want to get sponsored by us like you want to like be a part of this like clearly you you have somewhere to go but you know do do you have something special here do you want to do this i was like absolutely and um so I worked with an org, with that org called Tourney Locator, and I casted for them. I was a sponsored caster for them for a long time. I still help them out today. Um, but, you know, it was enough to the point where they pulled me onto their team into, uh, you know, marketing and, and working around the events. And I've helped organize events in the scene, um, put together casting teams, traveled around the country, uh, meeting smashers, meeting players, um, and helping contribute to this community of incredible people um, for different games, varying from Project M to uh, Smash 4 to Melee, and uh, even those offshoot games like Rivals of Aether. Um, you know, I've I've had a hand in helping out in, in multiple different communities, and um, I've been super, super fortunate to be on this kind of path that um, took me to where I am now, where 
Uh, Justin and I have casted from everything from weeklies to na- to regionals to nationals, and uh, we're now at this point where you know we we love Smash and we love what we're doing, but it's it's also that avenue of like. We want to see what else is out there in the world. We kind of went into casting thinking of the mindset of not being the best Smash casters, but being the best casters. We want to be the best that we can possibly be. And um, part of that means learning to transition between games. That's spectacular. So on that note, um, I want to transition here to the article because uh, you not only have these deep roots in casting and in gaming, but you also... Um, took the time to stop and 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 kind of jot it down, if you will, for um, for other up and coming casters. Now we have um, a lot of different listeners of all ages and backgrounds, and um, a lot of us aspire to work in gaming uh, or to contribute to the gaming scene. Uh, casting is one of those many avenues through which we might do that. So I thought when I read your article, um, what what an interesting guy, what a what a great <laughs> thing that he stopped to. You know, just what a, what a great contribution to others who are interested in in casting. So, you know, it, um, we told our listeners that if you if you think you have what it takes to be a caster, that we we've already linked them this article uh, in a previous episode. We'll link it again here uh, on this episode. Um, but Neptune, it's cool that you kind of laid out almost the core competencies of being a caster. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I want to run through some of those those points from your article. Uh, why, why don't we start here? How do you how do you communicate? with your partner JV uh, without the audience knowing there's obviously got to be some sort of background communication between you two. I mean, I know you guys have known each other since high school, obviously, but <laughs> so for the, the simple answer is psychic. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, you're psychic type. Yeah, dude. All day. Haunter. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, so the first thing that um, I would say is um, when it comes to casting, especially, in our world, you are not going to be solo casting very much, if ever. Um, and you, sh- you shouldn't want to. Um, because when it comes to esports, when it comes to these games, these games are incredibly complex. And a lot of these communities um, often value casters' opinions uh, very highly. Where, and, and there's some aspects of gaming where it's, it's like play-by-play doesn't really kind of fit in some senses. Uh, so that being said, uh, when you're working with people um definitely comes down to hand signals now granted uh it's going to be kind of difficult for me to describe all of them uh on a audio podcast but uh yeah you uh, can't (laughs) it's it's cool we're we're using your webcam it's cool yeah (laughs) the the big thing is uh, it's like so the simple super simple one is holding up uh listening you know actively listening to your caster your co-caster of course and um you know trying to figure out how to have that conversation going back and forth um, an endless seemly uh, dialogue, but also, you know, so say you need to have that baton passed, simply holding up one finger should be more than adequate for your uh, co-caster to see, right? Which finger, though? I always use <laughs> index. Okay. But Just for those guys that are, like, really bothering me, they get the other one. <laughs> uh, but I think there's, that's the super basic one. I, Justin and I kind of have things that we, we do personally, and I think that they could apply to other ones. Um, but for, for me personally and, and kind of other casters that I coach, um, I tell them to kind of, if you really have to say something, like it's time sensitive, start waggling that finger in a circle and be like, come on, come on, wrap it up, wrap it up. And gotcha. um, 
other times there's things that Justin and I'll do where we'll um, we'll also like make a put our palm upwards and then raise it um, whenever we feel like the other guy's volume isn't where it needs to be or they need to in- be smarter about um, their intonation. So I would do things like raise it for like raise the energy, raise your voice, you know, something like that. Or I'll kind of pat downwards if if he's going a bit too ham. Um, Have you ever accidentally punched one another? <laughs> both accidentally and unaccidentally. Nice. <laughs> you really have to uh, stop talking. I, I remember early on in casting with Justin, uh, he would actually elbow me. Uh, he won't admit <laughs> to this, but he would elbow me for me to cut off sentences early because he needed to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that with this from now on. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> no problem. That one's free. Uh, okay, so so since you mentioned that the pair up, you and JV from way back, um, and now uh, the two of you moving on through Hearthstone, what what is generally the pair up? Why why is there a pairing? Like, what is it that that each of the two different casters bring to the table? So each person, uh, what, the best way of putting this is like every person looks at a game in a different way. Like, yeah, you can like. There's there's definitely routes that are like the most optimal course, but not everyone plays optimal, right? Like, or there's still ways that people are seeing plays or seeing options differently than others. And there's also different roles that casters can also fill too, right? So it's just, it's this ideology of like, Justin is someone who is excellent at storytelling and being narrative driven and... Um, you know, having phenomenal game sense. Me, I'm the other side of the coin, and I'm very much about, I understand archetypes. I understand neutral. I understand how things are supposed to interact. I understand color. So I understand how to get people energized or excited and, you know, make people understand, like, this is a moment to pay attention to. This is, like, this legendary moment that you need to pay attention to, and here's how it's going to happen. So... Both of us fill different roles. And when it comes to Hearthstone, um, it's very different pacing than what we're used to with fighting games. Oh, um, definitely. <laughs> quite, quite the different pace. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's it's uh, very much feels like the case of like, um, you know, it, you're used to sprinting super hard. And now this is kind of a... I almost want... I don't want to say... I almost want to say a jog, like a brisk jog. Where at least this time around we can enjoy the scenery and talk a bit more about, um, you know, what all is going on, and and we can pay attention to all the different things that have created it up to this point. Um, what it is like, you know, those, you know, what a tree comes from, like talking about the 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 seed to the to the watering to the plants and to the growing and all that, like versus fighting games where it's like, yep, that's a tree, it's about to get axed, just get moving. <laughs> uh, it's very different. It's so it's it's nice that we can kind of look at a game and talk about things from a more analytical perspective and um, be able to kind of slow down and be um, more deliberate with our word selection. It, it opens up a huge world for us in terms of expanding vocabulary and um, creating um, narratives because in Smash, you don't get to do that as much. It's usually whenever you're framing the match. You're very much like, all right, this is this guy, this is this guy, they play these characters, this is how they interact, this is why you should care, let's go. 
<laughs> and it's it's very quick about that. But now, I mean, we get a lot more slowed down, more chill. We can talk. It's it's good, you know. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what would you say? Uh, what would you say is the best way to get into casting your favorite game? Well, you have so many opportunities. Uh, it's 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 more of like where to start. Like where like where what to not do. Honestly, okay. Let me let me put it this way. You have Twitch, which is amazing. Go out there, build a platform. Um, I I think that if you create a valuable piece of content that it's great for the community, you're they're going to stand behind you and it's going to work. Alternatively, I mean, it depends on the game, of course, but for Smash, from our perspective, go out to your tournaments, go find the streamer, tell them, hey, I want to be a dedicated caster. I, I've, I've been working on my stuff on the side. I know this. Um, how can I help you? And going to cast going to cast at events and and just talking to production and being like how can i make your lives easier uh is so important it's so so important because those are the people that they want to work with right. and you know in smash in particular because it's so grassroots getting up to higher events is definitely you know who you know and and investing you know time and effort into your weeklies but also going out to regionals going out to those bigger events and taking the time to to meet people but um you know Going out there and and talking to the the production is definitely one of the best ways I can I can say will help in grassroots events. Um, with Hearthstone and with all these bigger guys, um, I definitely think that it helps that you have a casting resume, that you have a casting reel, that you can show them quickly and effectively elevator pitch style. You know what you're doing, and you are connected to the right people and can create opportunities for them where or create um, environments for them that are a lot easier on them and they don't have to worry about things. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you're providing a service, right? And you you want to make somebody else's life easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, let's touch on um, a little bit of the interaction between you and your casting partner. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of elbowing early on, that, though he wouldn't admit it. Uh, so what, what does happen if things turn a little iffy between you and your caster? Ooh, that's a good one. You and your co-caster, um, co sorry. So if it's specifically me and Justin, we get off the mic and I curse him out. Um, <laughs> but if it's a normie... Uh, so a couple things that I I tend to, to see when it comes to... This is, this is kind of a complicated question, and so there's a lot of different ways I can go at it, but I'll go with the... the the super basic one but so just disclaimer there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it but the first thing i will say is that your as a caster your most valuable trait is your reputation and your reputation is the currency that you spend and build up um, by casting events right so the first thing i'll say is do not hard negate your co-caster if you can absolutely avoid it under no circumstances. Um, so kind of find ways to re uh, change the, 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 the flow of the conversation and make them say, Hey, well, maybe there's a different perspective that you can see. And usually it's the case where it's like, if this guy is, you know, not cooperating or they're kind of being odd about it, or maybe they're being too alpha. Right. And they're like trying to dominate and hog. Well, you can find ways to contribute in the other gaps 
and still make some sort of contribution. And as soon as you get off the mic, you tell them, hey, you're, this is how you messed up. Uh, but in a very <laughs> polite way, of course. Um, I, I think the big thing is, is like, whenever you get your turn, if someone is being out alphaing to you, you find a way to appease them in some sense, right? So for instance, someone's trying to, to hog as much of the mic and being kind of greedy about it. You find your way to pull yourself into the conversation, contribute some sort of thoughtful content, but then phrase a question back to them, right? So almost like you're setting them up for alley-oops in, in some sense, right? Um, which I had to do with Justin many times because he honestly sometimes gets into his own head. and um, Typical Justin. <laughs> and I, yeah, it, it happens. And, and it definitely happened as we're kind of... I mean, because we... as uh, The thing is, is that we've been casting together as long as we've known each other. Um, so, like, people think we met back in high school, but... I, I mean, I've, he's literally been my co-caster as long as I've known him. Like, That's we, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's so pretty much for him and I, it was like a lot of growing pains. And there were times where he didn't know that he was, you know, really overstepping the lines and it would be lots of conversations with him. But the ways that I would change that and kind of help feed that into him was, you know, of course, doing the questions, doing the alley-oops and then kind of giving him hand signals for like, yo, come on pass it back, pass it back, pass it back, constantly making him think that. And if you have those sort of connections with your co-casters, if you, um, you know, explain to them hand signals, if you talk to them beforehand, if you create situations where you understand each other's roles clearly and effectively, you won't run into the situation to begin with. But if it does come up, uh, you know, make them feel special and they will make you feel special. Aww. it's kind of nice. That's absolutely adorable. <laughs> and just so gosh darn positive. Okay, any... Any general guidance on what to research before casting a match about players, about the about the match itself, about the anything at all? So the big thing that I think this is this is also another this is also another I'm weird and I'm neb kind of things. Um, growing up, I loved wrestling. Yes. Now, I, I know that sounds strange as a preface, but let's let's. So the reason why wrestling is so important here is wrestling is one of the best forms of entertainment when it comes to selling a story right selling right. a narrative totally. uh because you know think i mean hollywood hulk hogan this guy was a badass uh and then you know dominates everybody you know takes on andre the giant you know all this stuff and now he kind of get into the attitude era and you know nwo and all this stuff and he does his own thing and like, oh i'm hulk hogan uh, i'm old but i kind of m mad and grungy whatever like the fact that you you could see all this but you throughout the entire time you know you would hear the announcers you would hear guys like jr who would clearly articulate um the 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 magnitude of the situation right like right. and whenever they're coming walking out to the ring he would be illustrating oh this guy's a scumbag he totally put you know somebody <laughs> through a table last week and, and and you know you, you get that right but right um the thing that people lose sight of so early on is you are there as a caster to help bridge the gap between the person at home and the players that are in front of you, the superstars, so to speak, right? And I think people don't recognize that fact early, and I think that they should be paying attention to creating a story that 
people should care about because that's how you get people invested. That's how you get people wanting to come back next week. That's how you make the production team happy. And they go, wow, this guy's bringing in results. He's bringing in numbers. These, these, uh, you know, he's the reason why things are changing. Like being someone who can create a story that's entertaining and captivating is so important, right? Um, now, granted, there's the other stuff that I could say, which is put your nose in a textbook and learn your damn game. And yeah. you should be spending more time studying footage than you should be playing the game, in all honesty. Um, because the truth of the matter is, I I got better quicker because I spent all my time hanging around top players and trying to learn this game from them. You can learn more from hanging out with top players than you can by trying to learn by yourself. Straight up. It's it's sense. the same thing that Red Eye said as well in in his um casting guide. By the way, if you guys like if you guys are enjoying reading mine, you will definitely enjoy reading Red Eye's guide as well. His guide is phenomenal. That's the one of the first guides that I read uh whenever I was starting to take casting seriously. And it was a great read. I, I highly recommend it. And he he's very much more thorough about how you get to becoming how you get to becoming how you bet get, get to become a good caster in terms of like this is the process that you go through this is all this other stuff that you should be doing to as an in a business sense like he's great but i'm i'm very different where i'm very granular and i'll also say that you should do word replacement theories like i i'm of the mindset that if you say the same word three times to describe a situation you've overused that word and you better find something else so i i i coach my myself and my the casters to go and figure out different ways to say the same thing. In fact, it got so bad in Smash casting that there was literally a Twitter dedicated to commentary memes that you would hear every single cast from casters. And <laughs> my goal was to never, ever be on that list ever again. So... Were you? I probably was. Oh. I don't doubt it. Because I, I, me, I'm very different than other casters because other people are very much like... I'm going to be a top player. I'm going to get sick of my game. I'm going to go cast it now. And I, I'm very much like, I, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. I just, I, and I've definitely made other people suffer through my commentary while I was learning. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's that, that's, this is also my way of kind of making up for it and making sure that other people don't repeat the same mistakes. Um, because to be frank, getting good advice from people and good critiques, solid critiques, it's very hard. It's very hard. Because I guess that's the other thing I would kind of tell people is don't listen to um, what Reddit or what Twitter or what Twitch chat says. Um, go to someone who is a good caster who is respected and or go to a top player who is also a caster and is respected and is knowledgeable and say, hey, can you look at this? Can, can, you, can we talk and just go through this? rather than listening to twitch chat that's excellent. really good advice it's excellent, so yeah. important um well, for me going through the first year of casting and trying to build up and learn something was uh <laughs> i i don't it was frustrating it was aggravating it was it was very tough it was very very tough yeah but it's, it's always tough to start and and keep going once you've started absolutely 100 percent right? 
And it's, you're far you're far beyond that here. So we want to congratulate you again on the Hearthcast. Uh, so you think you can cast this as obviously um, a new step in a new game direction, a new step, a new level of of working in the industry. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to JV Ballers. We've been talking with Neptune. You can find his article on PvP Live. We will link it in our show notes. We'll link the Red Eye guide as well. Neptune, thank you for all your time. We really appreciate it. One last question for you. Yeah, I'm really interested to know. Have you heard Ben Brode's rap about Journey to Umbrero? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So I, I started it off. I heard I heard him rap, and I immediately was like, oh, this is going to be cringe, isn't it? Oh, God, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think I got to, like, the first... Oh, I think I got through like a, a minute, a minute and a half, and I was like, my ears are bleeding. I'm done. I'm going to leave. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't finish it. I started it. couldn't finish it. But that I'm being said, Ben is so good at marketing. <laughs> Dear God, he's so good. That trailer for Angora was so good. Every time he, this guy's marketing something, I, I, I immediately <laughs> want to give him my money. Immediately. <laughs> he is incredible. So, Ben, if you ever listen to this, I love you. I love your beard. I love everything that you've been doing for Hearthstone. Uh, straight up, like I, I know a lot of the the some of the guys will make you know, some of these cards are questionable. Uh, this isn't uh, very good. Aggro is just dominating the ladder. When are we gonna have everything slow down and go back to control? Like I get it, but Ben, if you listen to this at some point ever, you did good. I like the <laughs> stuff that you do. I think it's really cool. I love your marketing. Uh, as someone who works in marketing and influencer marketing, I appreciate your marketing. Your marketing is phenomenal. Well, how about that, Ben? <laughs> Spectacular. Thank you, Neptune. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We asked, you answered. Here's our question of the week. <laughs> All right. Last week, I asked you guys if you could play a Blizzard game with anyone Dead or alive, who would it be and what game? Good answers here. Yes, absolutely. Um, and in Wonderland, at and the gamer said, uh, Wow, with Duncan Jones, we'd chat about our love for the game and movies, and he'd tell me stories about making Warcraft movie. Oh, man. Good choice. I know. I, uh, I responded with that, and I tagged him in it, saying that he would probably have really great DBS, and he liked it. So what? That, is a, that is a confirmation on that. That's awesome. Totally. Uh, Zorts at Wormcast says Teddy Roosevelt because I imagined he'd yell bully every time something awesome happened. Bully! <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Mamanatrix at Mamanatrix75 said, I'd love to play WoW with Gary Gygax. I'd love to. I'd love for him to see what he started and how things have changed since he passed. That's Aww. a fucking cool answer. That's amazing. That would be absolutely cool. Um, if the, you're not familiar, Gary Gygax is the creator of Dungeons & Dragons. So hell yeah! Basically, the the granddaddy, well, him and uh, Tolkien, I think, would probably be like the grandfathers of orcs and and knights and dragons and and cool shit like fantasy that. man, hobbits and whatnot. Um, but yeah, awesome, totally good cool. answer. Yeah, Speedy Spaz at Spaz Weston says, "Could I get David Bowie to come along to a screening of the Warcraft movie? I don't think he had a chance to see his son's work." That's really sweet. Yeah, two things on that: crazy sweet, Spaz, you big softy. <laughs> And, and two, did not know he was David Bowie's son. You didn't know that? Didn't know that. Where the <laughs> hell have you been? <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in, in bad memory land because you probably told me that at some point, honestly. Uh, 
I don't think I probably I don't think I would have because I just figured everybody knew that. No, I didn't. I didn't know. Oh. That. That's amazing. Yeah. And what a good answer. And uh, Spaz's other answer, because he had two, thanks Spaz, said, I would pull my old raid team, the Banana Republic, good raid team name, into one room to raid all together as we come from all over the world. Aw, that's what I want more than anything, you know? Just to be with the guildies. Land party! Yeah, land party. We good answer, Spaz. Really great. Yeah. Um, Spirit of Vulgin, uh, Chief Vulgin says, I play Warcraft with Senjin because he was the best father... Uh, Shadowhunter could ask for, which makes it easier since we're both dead. Oh, 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 You're not man. dead, Vulgin! It's a conspiracy! Oh, no! no. <laughs> and then our boy TBK Zorb, what up, man? He says, Heroes of the Storm with, with Hugh Jackman, mainly so he can Wolverine yell as we charge into battle. Uh, hell yeah. That would I... give you an IRL buff, otherwise known as a boner. <laughs> a buff boner. TBK, I don't suppose you had just come from seeing Logan before that answer. TBK has been binge-watching the Great British Baking Show. I know that so why <laughs> we've been bonding over it. <laughs> okay, that went in a completely different direction than <laughs> I expected. Good for you, TBK. Uh, Draven Dresden at Draven Dresden says, I think I'd want to Overwatch with Gandhi. That That's, is a strange answer. That would not work out, I don't think. No, no, I don't, you're, I don't you're think you would have fun. You're just being contrary on purpose, Draven. I don't appreciate it. Quite do, contrary I do, indeed. I do appreciate it, though. Totally drunk, a totally drunk, totally drunk C- CTR says, Tracer 1v1s with the Stacy Roy in Overwatch, hopefully without any recall fails on Alios well. Uh, Stacy Roy is a uh, an amazing cosplayer, and she's very well known for her spot-on Tracer, uh, so that would be kind of cool. Yeah. It'd, it'd be kind of like playing Overwatch with Tracer. Right? Yeah. Um, Broken Bones Gaming at GIS Houston says, I would play Warcraft with my dad. He died when I was 10, so I did not know him as much as I would like. That Aww. is so sweet. My heart. I know. The feels. And just like um, and I love the fact that he said he'd play Warcraft with his dad because that's such a great way to get to know people. Absolutely. Well. So that's sweet. So who would who would you play with, and what would you play? Oh, easy, easy, easy. I'd want to complete the lore master achievement with Chris Metzen. Aw, that, be- that would be really special. Both because you know you'd get to hear all the behind the scenes stuff, assuming he wanted to talk about it. But you know he would have to talk about his favorite stuff at least. And secondly, because that would take a whole long time. So that means Chris Metzen and I would be hanging out as best buds forever. Yeah, but wouldn't it get awkward when he started to cry? No. <laughs> Do you even know me? I'd be crying too. <laughs> you know I'd be crying too. Yeah. I, I cry at commercials. Thorn cries at everything. I cry when I'm out of jelly bellies. <laughs> I cry on the toilet. Can we move on? You're the one talking. <laughs> Spectacular answers, Bollies. Those were great. Really Absolutely. good stuff. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Um, and the the new question of the week is: If you and your WoW main or favorite hero in Overwatch switch lives, how good would they be at your job? Oh, that's a good question. You were killing it with these. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Probably my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so you guys have it, the question of the week is. If you and your WoW main or favorite hero in Overwatch switched lives, how good would they be at your job? And if you don't have a job, your favorite hobby or something that you like to do. 
yeah, yeah. I love this. This is great. I'm, I'm, my, my mind's, my mind wheels are already turning. The steam is rising. Mind wheels keep on turning. Uh, Head steam keeps on burning. Uh, thinking, thinking, thinking about the question of the week for flying balls. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I just uh, quickly wanted to mention we got two new Patreons last week, uh, Tom and Ben. Guys, holy shit, thank you. Um, and all of our And patrons, what Patreons? Uh, holy shit, guys, thank you. And everybody considering being a Patreon, holy shit, thank you. Um, if you are an actual Patreon, however, um, we have a, a reward for you. All you need to do is read the blog post on our Patreon site and find out how you can profit. Uh, so, so get on that because we got stuff yes. for you. Um, but yeah, and if you're not a Patreon, that's fine. No pressure. We f- we fucking love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, totally. We're just kind of speeding through this because I really want to get to the rap battle. Oh yes. I really want to get to the rap battle. We've it's got time. We've got four submissions. You're going to fucking flip when you hear these. I can't... Honestly, when I challenged you guys last week, I did not think that anybody would want to do this. But you guys met the task. And I have so much respect for you guys. Hell yes. <laughs> and cred. Just so, so much excited. cred. So, uh, without further ado, um, here's the rap battle. And uh, enjoy, everybody. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome to Lagging Balls Laboratory. This is our first rap battle ever! Inspired by Ben Broad's Angoro, The Journey, inspired by Journey to Angoro, we have four contenders tonight rapping their asses off. Are you ready? First up is Row of the Realm Maintenance Podcast! Lagging balls. It's your bro, Ro. I'm ready to go on a journey. Are you ready to go on a journey, ballers? Let's do this. Hey there, don't be scared. My name is Ben Road. I read a thread on Reddit and it said that I should sing an ode because our cinematic didn't have a song. Nothing to bump your head to, nothing to sing along. Well, I don't know. I don't think that was wrong, but I went home anyway and wrote this song. Justice demands retribution. Unkoro Crater, it's coming sooner than later. At least not gonna wait for scouts aiming for haters. This land is dangerous. How can I explain this? Let me just say it's not famous for being painless. Even the plants will give you half a chance. Pick up the wrong flower. Oops, there goes your hands. And that's not all. The elementals are calling. And put them all in, you're gonna be balling. I see you look at it. Don't be afraid of it. If Magma Rage is your favorite, it's time to savor it. Yo, yo, the Junior Explorers headed to the forest, mapping it for us. Look out, that's what's about. Everybody shouts as we're heading to the chorus. Journey to Angoro. Everyone, get in here. Journey to Angoro. I dream and the world trembles. If I had one request, one thing you'd do at my behest. Honestly, I think it'd be the best to take a look at ledger quests. They cost one man and they start in your hand. But be careful when you slam them and try to have a plan. Because the rewards are huge, but only if your deck has a certain point of view. A thing you're trying to do. If you build it wrong. If you take too long. Never get your question on. Journey to Angoro. Put your faith in the light. 
Journey to Wangoro. But that's fine, this set has a lot more. That's right, it got a ton of dinosaurs. But these ain't your normal dinos, something's cracked. Energy from around the craters causing them to adapt. You want flaming claws? Or poison smaws? Have a shrouded mist? Or lightning fist? Doesn't matter, soon you'll be splattered on the ground. Dinosaurs ain't happy about newcomers in town. Journey to Angoro! That's right, fellas. Journey to Angoro's almost here. Buy those 50 packs while you can. Use those wow tokens if you're strapped for cash. You know I will. Shout out to my homegirl, Fist. My man, Thorn. Ben Brown, And of course, the one and only Mr. Ian Hazacostas. Because honestly, this wouldn't have made it on the show if I didn't mention Ian. I'm out! Okay, first of all, you're right about Ian Hosekosis. Second of all, <laughs> um, how amazing is Ro at rapping? Like, Hell he nah. sounds like a fucking bad ass. I mean, okay, he always sounds like a badass, but like the he's got like a like a vocal swagger going oh, on. Yeah. I fucking love it. You know what this tells me? This tells me Ro raps to himself sometimes. Oh, oh shit, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Fucking you don't fuck with Ro, okay? And this is the evidence, okay? <laughs> Ro, that was amazing. Holy shit, like you Spectacular, man. I I think It was it was on beat. I love the game sounds added into the chorus, the shout outs, the mic drop. It, yeah. It's it, it's I it's an instant classic. Ro, quit quit your day job and your night job and become a rap superstar. Or else. <laughs> Okay, and going in order which we receive them, next up is Multizord, the host of the Cavalry Podcast, co-host of the Lords of the Storm Podcast, if you've heard of it. Bet you you have. Um, are you guys ready for this? Bet you didn't know that Jazz, the uh, knife-wielding, chain-swinging biker, <laughs> could rap. He can. Let's get into it. Uh. That's right, jazz in the house. Yo, challenge accepted, thorn in this. Don't you motherfuckers know I was born for this? Yo, I got the flow like a lady's maxim pad, making crazy money like a crazy taxi cab, cause I'm jazz. And I reckon that I'm gonna cut your ass and make a second crack. You had me on your show once, and it was so fun. But ever since then, you've been thinking you could go front. So that's it, I guess that's how it's gotta be. You got a smaller chance of living than winning the lottery. Now you oughta be scared and riding over there. You are not prepared to quote Illidan, but you know I'm iller than a blind motherfucker who can't even kill a man. Dude's been nerfed to shit, he ain't even picked, and his hearthstone card isn't worth the click. He ganked Gul'dan, yeah that's cool man, not before the raid cut down his health pool man. Anyway, Thorn, you seem like a really nice guy, you're gonna feel bad when I gouge out your eyes. And now for this, scream louder bitch, I'ma cut you, watch your blood stream out on Twitch. That's right, I don't fuck ghosts, I make ghosts, motherfucker. Peace. Jazz out. I don't <laughs> fuck goes out of those motherfuckers. <laughs> Spec fucking tacular. Whole fucking vroom, vroom, bitch. I have never heard my life threatened in such a hilarious fashion. Like, uh, I, I, I just, I, I, it, okay. 
Okay, it's an actual rap that he wrote himself? Yeah, he said he came up with it on the car ride home. <laughs> He's a fucking lyrical genius, okay? He, he is. We there were was, dealing there was, with a genius. There was violence. There was cadence. There were there were threats. There were blizz references. It's, it's... Uh, 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 jazz. There was like, there was like some West Coast beat. There's like some West Coast flavor in there. Uh, you know, you're right. I'm feeling even more intimidated than jazz usually makes me feel. <laughs> like, not only is he like a master assassin, biker, uh, podcaster, but he's actually like a violent gangster rapper. And I just want to say the, the I don't fuck ghosts, I make ghosts. <laughs> which is brilliant by the way um, is in reference to a question that Fist you submitted to the Lords of the Storm so, show like like a year and a half ago or something like that like a long time like he's playing the long game <laughs> this is fucking brilliant oh man I that's gonna be hard to top but we've like, got more my future generations of me are gonna be listening to that like that's gonna fucking <laughs> echo through the ages Bro, like, ah, <laughs> uh, oh, so good. Well so done, Multi. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So up next, we've got uh, a submission from Totemly Drunk. He is the co-host of Heroes Never Die, the podcast, and I think y'all ready for something. I think y'all ready for something right here. You ready? Let's do this. Hey there, don't be scared, my name is Tomely Drunk. I read a thread on Reddit and it said that I should sing it noon because I seen the medic didn't have a song, nothing to bump your head to, nothing to sing the lawn. Well, I don't know, I don't think that was wrong, but I went home anyway and wrote this song. On Goral Crater, it's coming sooner than later. At least it's not gonna wait. The scouts are aiming for haters. This land is dangerous. How can I explain this? Let me just say it's not famous for being painless. Even the plants won't give you half a chance. Pick up the wrong flower. Oops, then goes your hands. And that's not all. The elementals are calling. If you put them all in, you're gonna be falling. I see you look at it. Don't be afraid of it. If magma rage is your favorite, it's time to savor it. Yo, 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 Digital Explorer is heading to the forest, mapping it for us. Look out, dinosaurs about, everybody shouts as we head into the chorus. Journey to Angoro. How did you convince me to do this? Journey to Angoro. Whatever. If I had just one request, one thing you do at my behest, honestly, I think it'd be the best if you would take a look at the letter request. They cost one mana, and they start in your hand, and they end up playing when you slam them, but be careful and planning, because the rewards are huge, and only if your deck has a certain point of view, a thing you trying to do. If you build it wrong, you take too long, you never get your quest on, but that's fine, this set has a lot more. That's right, it's got a ton of dinosaurs, but these your normal dino something is cracked, energy from around the craters causing them to adapt. You want flaming claws, posing this small Shroud and Mr. Lightning Fist. Doesn't matter, soon you'll be splattered on the ground. And the ain't happy about the newcomers in town. Journey to Ungoro. Okay, this was a mistake. Journey to Ungoro. I'm gonna turn this off before I get fired. Oh, snap, <laughs> son! <laughs> nice Dude, one. You have such a voice for radio and well, podcasting, I guess. And, I mean, the, sp- and the speed rap. That, the, that the speed part, rap. Fucking yeah, impressive. I think it. you you definitely blew my shoddy work from last week out of the water with that shit. And uh and, and we don't have to even compare to my pile of crap. So oh, nicely yeah. done, oh. man. Nicely oh, done. You were the worst, but <laughs> <laughs> totally drunk, that was friggin' 
sweet dude i uh, what can i say i think maybe you might be the next uh, what who is a rapper today that that the kids know <laughs> got the, the the will smith the eminem <laughs> um <laughs> who, You're the next j cole bro whoever that is that's right <laughs> and our final challenger a lager wolf welcome back to the show it's great to hear from you can't wait to hear it. Let's get it on. Let's do it. Hey there, don't be scared. New Hearthstone X-Pack Goro Crater. It's a place with killer plants, dinos, primal wonders, and poisonous gas. Starting off with some random thoughts. What to think of this place? How to make a song. I remember this place from World of Warcraft Quested there alone or brought some friends along Trying to survive and escape Death at every step you take Giant creatures from another age At some poisonous herb and snakes Now this place returns once again Familiar places but it's not the same We left the titans, old gods and Freya Maximilian and Azeroth behind us a place where everything tries to eat you, where not even the marshals will try to save you. Beasts that can adapt, rest at elemental stats. Well, how about that? Even Sylvanas will want some of that. And now Oguro returns once again, just for some fun. This battle in the crater with a stack of cards. So, gather your cards and reshuffle your deck. There's a legendary quest you must find, take your time, or lose your mind. Journey to Angoro. Journey to Angoro. God damn! <laughs> <Lager> wolf. What's <laughs> that? Okay, in did the you house. hear the singing? Like, yes. Hello, I'm Lady Boner. <laughs> Don't look at it. Don't acknowledge it. But I'm saying it's Point there. that thing away from me. I'm sorry. I know. But damn, okay. And the lyrics? Mm. Yeah, he wrote another another original approach. Yeah, I was not expecting that from people. Like, no. So well done, Liger. Like, holy shit. Um, do you sing? Like, are you a singer? He must, because the, the verbal flourishes involved in here. Yeah. And the fact that he just went all lore all over our asses. Uh-huh. Like, I... Like, I, I, I think I got schooled. I, I think we did, and, like... It feels good. It does. <laughs> it does. I agree. Why is it hot? I, I keep asking myself that, like, throughout the day. Like, why is that hot? Why is that hot? Why is that hot? <laughs> uh, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so... Okay, let's go. Quiet, quiet the crowd for a second. Quiet the crowd. Oh, okay, okay. Shoot, shoot, shoot. This was a rap battle, but you are all winners. Um, each submission has something that made us scream, slam our fists on the desk, uh, cry a little at night, um, get really turned on over. It's just like beyond, like it exceeds my expectations. I heartily encourage all of you to share this on your various platforms. We will be sharing these uh, to the best of our ability because everybody needs to hear them. Ben Brode, if you are listening for some reason... Um, <laughs> Look what you've done. <laughs> this is all you, you, buddy. Look what you continue to do, bro. Nicely yeah. done. 
Yeah. But guys, thank you so much. Uh, we feel on it. Like I feel privileged to have uh, hosted the, this, these uh, works of art on our show. Absolutely. Holy shit. Thanks guys. And you're all winners. Fuck it. I'm so proud. Fuck it. I'm so proud. So proud. <laughs> um, so, um, and everybody else listening, please, please give these amazing artists all the feedback and all the love. We will have uh, uh, all of their uh, Twitter handles so you can just add them if you haven't already and be fans and worship them because they deserve to be worshipped, okay? Worship them. <laughs> we are not worthy. We are not worthy. I feel like we, like the, the next battle is clear and the next challenge is clear. What? What? I challenge you to buy Felicia. Oh, fuck. Thanks for listening, ballers. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Our website is laggingballs.com. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. For Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Google+, search laggingballs. Basically, just search laggingballs and you'll find us. But avoid image searches if you know what I mean. (laughs) Until next week, ballers, we love you inappropriately. (laughs) Shit.